0: Look at the sky. No, seriously, stop what you're doing and look. Put that dish back in the sink. Take your eyes off your phone. Walk over to the window and take a look. What do you see? Is it a sunny day with blue sky, puffy white clouds, or is it overcast and gray? Is it nighttime with stars peeking back at you? I want you to pause for a bit. Take this 15-minute break with me and go back in time when life was a little slower, simple, and sweet. I have very vivid memories of just laying cocooned in a fort of wild sweet pea vines on a sunny day staring into the sky. Little fuchsia pea flowers in a circle above me with the bright green delicate vines pushed into a wall around me. Those little vines are slightly sticky, so I would burrow my way into the center of a clump, hollow out a hidey hole inside by pushing the vines onto each other to form a solid round wall around me with just a small hole at the top. You see, if you've ever tried to make a fort with vines or grass you'll find that it's hard to put a roof on it as soon as you do the whole thing collapses in on you so instead I would lay inside my hidey hole and watch the clouds float by making shapes in my imagination watching the dragon cloud slowly morph into a horse another specific memory that stands out in my mind is laying on my back staring at a blue sky trying to pull the air back into my lungs now let me explain a little before my dad had a bird dog named Sally. She was an English pointer of excellent hunting calibre, Hershers Sassy Sal was her registered name. She and my dad would go to eastern Oregon once a year to go chucker hunting. Yes, chuckers, not pheasants, but these little tan colored ground birds called chuckers, hard to find since they are so well camouflaged, thus the need for a bird dog. One week later, they would both come hobbling into the house after traipsing all over the rough rock, sagebrush-covered hills. Sally was such a determined hunter, she would run the pads right off her paws. So there she'd lay on a blanket in the house with shaking muscles unable to move. My dad would have to carry her outside just so she could pee and then back onto her blanket for her muscles and paws to heal." One year, he even made leather boots for her from a deer hide, but she just ran holes right through those before taking the hide off her own paws. In her off time, you couldn't keep her in a fence. When she wanted to go hunting for birds, there wasn't a fence in this world that could keep that dog in. Over the fence, she would go and she would start her zigzag run across field after field following the scent she was on. For a while to remedy the escapee, my dad made a run in the field next to our backyard. It was a long wire that ran from one fence post to the other spanning the field. She had a blue doghouse in the middle of the run and her leash would run back and forth on that wire. That field was the spot we would go tearing pell-mell to a favorite climbing tree or as an escape route to the blackberry bushes that we made forts in running full speed barefooted across the field grasses blonde hair flying behind laughing as I was running for whatever reason when bam my neck would take the impact of that wire feet flying up from under me landing smack on my back there I'd lay with the wind knocked out of me lying on that warm sun-soaked ground trying to suck the air back into my lungs and process just what happened It would take a minute for my brain to register what I just did. I'd drag my choking self up thinking I would never make that mistake again, only to find myself in that same situation a week later gazing at the sky. Life is like that sometimes, isn't it? We go running through it happily when, bam, something jumps up and gets in our way. But let's find the peace in every situation. Let's take that time to pause and find what truly matters. Let us pause and find the joy in our life. Stop and gaze at the beautiful sky and listen while we laugh over another story. Welcome to this episode of Storystone. As I promised, it's the bubblegum story. Let's find that rock on the gravel road. Do you see where we left it lying? Right there on that dusty road. Kick it with your toe and let's get moving. Bubblegum. You seriously need to hear my story about bubblegum. I think those of you that don't know me need to get to know me just a little to understand my story. I'm an identical twin. Yes, according to 23 and me, we are 100% genetically identical. That means that my sister's children are half genetically my children, which then means that genetically my children are half brothers and sisters with her children. Yeah. Absorb that thought. Bonnie is four minutes younger than me, and she was always just a little bit smaller and shorter than I was. We were silly, goony little girls, always giggling and squealing, always having fun with a built-in playmate. Okay, that's enough. Let's get back to the gum. What's your favorite bubble gum? Hubba Bubba? Juicy Fruit? Double Mint? I'm not really a gum snob. I mean, I'll take it all. When I'm working, of course, the gum smacking must be kept on the down low. You don't want to walk around smacking your gum like a cow. That would be unprofessional, right? So the working kind of gum just comes in the little small square pieces or the flat piece you can bend as you put it in your mouth. But now, if you want to blow bubbles, you must get some serious gum. Not just the big square of gum, but the gum by the foot. Oh, 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 or how about the gum that looks like chewing tobacco with the baseball player on the package? You can stuff so much into your mouth at once, it's hard to contain your spit. (laughs) You just swallowed your own saliva, didn't you? Funny how I can almost taste that bubble gum. I can feel that fine powder that coats the gum so it doesn't stick together. I'm tasting grape gum. A big old wad of it, getting it rolled around just right in my mouth to blow the biggest bubble you ever saw. Bonnie was always slightly better than me at the bubble blowing, but I gave her a run for her money. I would say as I would frantically be pointing at the giant purple bubble in front of my face to show Bonnie, she would pop that bubble with her finger before I could suck it back in my mouth. problem with that sugary gum is it loves to get stuck everywhere, and it's the dickens getting it off. Sticks to your face, your hair, the car upholstery, everywhere. You know parents, you know what I'm talking about. We'd stand at the grocery counter and beg for the gum by the foot, the kind that looks like it's in a tape dispenser. A pink tape dispenser full of gum. Please, Mom, please, we promise we'll keep it in our mouths this time. During a moment of weakness, she would cave. You know how moms do. Tired from working as a nurse, full-time nights, taking care of the household, and twins to boot during the day. There she'd be with the two squealy little girls begging for the gum, and she'd give in. Mom would point her finger at my sister and I with her best granny finger and voice, telling us we had better not let it get stuck in our hair. Sheesh, Mom. How in the world would that happen? <sighs> Eyes rolling. Seriously, what does she think we are? Pigs? Pop. Pop. Oops, giggling, we'd frantically try to pull that gum out of our hair before it really got stuck there. How did she always get it right? Sometimes that stinking gum would just fall out of my mouth. How? I mean, one minute I'd go from chomping away and blowing bubbles, and the next minute, there it was sitting in my hair. Then I'd wind up in the kitchen crying as my mom was smearing margarine into the clump, trying to pull it out of the mat of my hair. Oops, sorry, that rock on the gravel road has been kicked into the grass a little bit. Quick, tap it with your bare big toe and get it to go back onto the lane. Yep, there you go. And yeah, you heard me right, bare big toe. Thank goodness your feet are as tough as mine when I was young. Most of the summers I didn't wear shoes. Running across that gravel road was no match for my feet. I remember one summer I couldn't even find shoes to wear to go into the grocery store. I think I wore my church shoes one time. So here's where my grandma Mary comes in. She had a love for gum. Her all-time favorites were Juicy Fruit and Double Mint. I think she was fond of Double Mint because of the commercials. Remember the Double Mint commercials with those blonde twin ladies that rode bikes or ran on the beach? The jingle went something like, Double the Fun, Double Mint. Hmm. I think I'm missing something. If you listen to my podcast enough, you'll find I do that all the time. I get those little sayings wrong or twisted up sometimes in the funniest of ways, but that's okay. That's me. Anyhow, I think she liked Double gum because like the commercial, she was the very proud grandma of blonde identical twin girls. Boy, was she proud of that. We came along the year she got divorced and she always said we helped her through it. Now here's where the funny bit comes in. Well, or maybe the crazy. My grandma saved her chewing gum. Yep, took it out of her mouth and would stick it somewhere to save for later. You know what people refer to as ABC gum? Already been chewed gum. ABC? Well, she actually did that. She'd stick it to a spot behind her sink, on a little plate at her table, or on the bedpost. You know, just in case she wanted some gum for later. And yeah, she really would eat it later. Yes. For reals, she really did this. It seemed so normal to me when I was young. Isn't there a song about putting your chewing gum on the bedpost overnight? Hmm. Or was that just a little ditty my grandma sang? My sister was really good at the ABC gum thing. She'd put her gum on the bedpost, and upon waking up, she'd pop that piece into her mouth and smack it like it was delicious. I was very disappointed on the few occasions I tried this technique. No, chewing gum on the bedpost overnight is not good. I would not advise trying to be economical in this way. Just go buy a pack at the dollar store and spit that used gum in the trash. Grandma Mary had so many old pieces of gum stuck behind her sink, there was dust on some of them. Seems like if you saw some with dust, you'd say to yourself, Mary, it's time to throw this piece out. It's just not worth saving a penny. But no, she just couldn't part with it for some reason. So I have to ask you, did any of you have an experience that involved ABC gum? No, no, not the kind where the toddler pulls the piece of gum off the bottom of the bleachers and eats it since they don't know any better, but where someone you actually knew saved and used their already chewed gum. I have told this story to many people, and out of all of those times, I finally found someone else. I was so excited that day, I think I may have started to jump up and down in the operating room. Yes, it's the little things that make me get excited. I jump up and down, I'll clap my hands, I wave my hands around when I talk. So, now I must share with you Steve's ABC gum story. It's one of those that, if not told, it will just fade into history. Remember Ruth, the tiny little fierce woman that took a raft down a river, built a homestead, then made a pond in her new bathtub? Of course Ruth had a barn for her animals. She had a homestead for Pete's sake. Steve would spend the summers with his grandma. They had to wake up at 4 a.m. every morning. First the morning would start with prayer, then off they'd take their sleepy selves out to the barn to feed the animals and milk the goats. Ruth was not a very soft, sweet grandma. Solid and to the point. So when she said to Steve one morning, Stevie, would you like a piece of gum? He replied enthusiastically, Why, yes, Grandma. What flavor would you like? Green, red, or yellow? Steve quickly replied, Green, please. By this point, they were at the entrance to the barn, and there on the doorframe of the barn were pieces of chewing gum. Yes, ABC gum, to be exact. She pulled a green piece off the doorframe and popped it into his mouth before he could say, Never mind! Now, for you city folk, let me give you a description of a normal barn door that goats will go through. Goats love to rub up against the door frame to scratch themselves as they go past. The chickens were free range during the day, so I'm sure there was chicken poo and bits of feathers around the entrance. Barn entrances also tend to be muddy in the winter and dusty in the summer. Yeah, now you get the idea. So that sticky gum would have had bits of goat hair, dust, dirt, maybe a stray chicken feather in it. And Ruth just popped that gum right into Steve's mouth. So yet again, I must ask the question, why would she do that? Why would it be so hard to just throw away a piece of chewed up gum? My other set of grandparents lived through the Great Depression, and they didn't save ABC gum, so we can't use this as an excuse. Did Ruth do it out of humor, getting a good chuckle seeing the look on his face? Was my grandma that much of a hoarder? Some things just don't make sense, do they? All we can do is find the humor in these silly stories about the ones we love. Steve shared a poem with me that was written by his grandma Ruth. It is a funny poem, and I think it can give us some insight into her character. So let me share it with you. It is entitled Spring As I See It Oh what so much fun as the barn in the spring with lamb sheep and kid goats that make the air ring, with their laws and their baws quite some talking they bring, it's enough to make even a lone granny sing. Goober, a young nanny goat born sometime last May, a tiny dainty girl goat with a problem, I'd say, said to me last week, Mama in my tummy was a pain, it hurt me so I tried to go, and out of me there came another little girl goat. Now Tommy is my name. Oh, yes, the fun is there and puzzles, too, when you have to be a midwife and don't know what to do. Pumpkin was in need of some instant help from me. I prayed and washed my hands and oiled them well to feel what I couldn't see. A kind creator had prepared the entry for my hand, and in a strange and hidden world I now was in demand. Where is the nose? It should be here, but feeling a tail filled me with fear." Punkin looked at me and groaned a bit and pleaded with her eyes. I groaned a bit and prayed a bit, then with a feeling of surprise, my hand seemed to know just where it should go and what to do about it. Lo! Two little hooves, little feet to you. My hand caught them gently but firmly too. And out came the start of a wee goat child. First the hooves, then legs, then hips. Sakes alive! It sure was a long one. I'm glad that it is done. My poor weary pumpkin began to lick her son. And while she licked, he talked to her to tell her, I suppose, There's another kid in there, mamma. And then I saw its nose. A fast delivery that one. And pumpkin licked my hand to let me know that in her eyes, a human being's grand. Okay, now we've come to the main road. We made it. I know that was not a story like you thought it would be. Maybe you thought I'd tell you a once upon a time story. But that's not me. I'm more of a chatting storyteller. I told you this story just like I have many times with others, and it usually leads from one conversation about ourselves to another. Stories about our past tend to bring up memories from others. Then those memories start bouncing back and forth. So let's have fun in this podcast by kicking around those memories. Memories that make us laugh and feel good. Memories that make us sad, but we can learn life lessons from. And so in this podcast, the way you started it take a look at the sky again. Let it open your heart and mind. Think back to a memory that leaves you smiling and laughing like my gum story does for me. Share it with someone. Now, if you'd like to see a picture of my grandma and Steve's grandma, just hop on over to storystone.org and check it out. I can't wait to entertain you with another story. Next episode will involve an electric fence. Thank you for joining me today on this episode of Storystone.